Welcome everyone to the Anxiety Hour. Thank you to everyone who is joining us live this evening. We have the incredible Keurig Ashley joining us again this evening as a special guest. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. And Trent, oh my gosh, cool. what an exciting, exciting, exciting experience that we have coming up. So anyone who is joining us from Queensland in particular tonight, because uh, the borders are still shut <laughs> for anyone else. Ah, uh, wow. I'm so excited for what we are bring together and uh, to have Kurik come on board and help us um, bring this experience together. Absolutely. So tonight we're chatting about all of that and yep. no doubt there will be wisdom from this man as per usual. So over to you. Well, I, I, I want to say it's really exciting for me because this is the first podcast my partner, the Amazing Unicorns, actually jumped on to watch. So like he, it, Kurik must be a huge draw card if, if Jess is come on to actually witness me in my podcast. So uh, that's I'm excited because I've got the love of my life. And um, uh, one thing I know about this amazing uh, gentleman, it was one of our more, probably the most popular podcasts we've done. Also too, um, I'm fortunate enough now to call him uh, my personal coach. And uh, I'm finding, and we, I would regard him as one of my friends too, because he's very available, very sincere, spent time with me before I went through it. Um, made the decision which was a no-brainer and ultimately from talking him to him from a zoom never really not really knowing who he was in front of a golf course on the side of a highway to now um, make him a pretty integral part of what we're doing and our life and co-producing events so Kurik thank you for all that you've done and all that you bring um, it's so great to have you on here again Thank you. Uh, you know, by the way, the only reason Jess is on is the Kardashians aren't on anymore. So <laughs> we were the next best thing after the Kardashians. Anyways, um, thank you. Hey, I'm honored. And, and Trent, just to clarify is we weren't actually standing on the side of the road outside of a golf course. It sounds a little weird. You were in your car. Oh, I was, I was in my else. cut. Yeah, it so just awesome. sounds a little, <laughs> a little, a little I had to pull but over still, and, yeah. Yeah, in a rush. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, well picked up. So um, I, I want from the last conversation we had, we, we spoke about many topics. You spoke about your theories around anxiety, some of your, your great stories around going through movies and some of your adventures. And what I'm finding out um, as we talk, you, you said something which really resonated with me. This, Trent, this is not what I do. This is who I am. And I'd love to start in that space. So go where you need to go. But when you say this is who I am and you've talked about people like finding harmony within um, just magically manifesting, whatever you want to call it. So can, can you expand on that for us? Absolutely. The, um, I'm not, I don't have a religion. My mom was Jewish. My dad was Christian. I was just really confused. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart of heart, so is he. Right. So what that's referring to, the most powerful two words in the English language are I am, because whatever follows those two words is your identity. It's who you intend and you expect things like I am a manic depressant or I am bipolar or I am a loser or I am a procrastinator. Uniquely, though, like um, I ask people. Like, do you think successful people procrastinate? 
like, do you think Tony Robbins procrastinates or, you know, anybody successful? And they go, no. And they go, of course we do. We just don't call ourselves procrastinators. Because when you're a procrastinator, well, then it's just easy to, you know, as you know, I have taken the, by the way, this Friday is 20 years of having gold medals with the Australian women's beach volleyball team when we won at the Sydney Olympics. One of the most powerful tools I used with the girls was them declaring that I am the gold medalist for two and a half years before the Olympics. And so what happens is we say, this is what I do. That's kind of outside of ourselves, right? And then we never really own it. But when we say, I am, this is who I am, you'll live up to that because that's who you keep consistently saying you are. So as an example, again, back with the beach volleyball girls is that absolutely, probably out of a knee-jerk reaction because I'm just always willing to walk <laughs> in the door of an opportunity. But as soon as she walked away to talk to somebody else, the first thing that hit me was like a big wall of doubt. Like, who do you think you are, man? You've never done this before and blah, blah, you know. The first thing I said to myself is, hey, dude, you're the guy who will figure this out. See right there, it became my identity. You'll figure this out. That's who you are. And so I figured it out and we won the gold medals at the Sydney Olympics. So it's one of those things that, you know, you have to start declaring who you are, who you want to be, but as if, it, as if it is who you are right now. And you have to say it with certainty and you got to say it with passion and enthusiasm. You got to say it so consistent, enriched is not the result of doing certain things. It's doing things in the certain way. And what he's talking about is with passion and enthusiasm. It's when I went and uh, the word, the fact that you brought up the word passion, when we were taught like how to coach and going through our breakthrough stuff, a, a guy who um, is closely mentored by John D. Martini and big on etymology and really um, wanted us to learn where words come from and things like that. When you talk about the word passion, we were taught that Christ suffering on the cross. Don't worry about passion, find balance. Um, make sure it's, you're as close to the line of love and gratitude as you possibly can. Um, uh, and, and that's the key to sort of moving forward. So when you say passion, are you talking about love? Are you talk, like when you refer to passion, what, what, do you, what do you think passion is? Well, I think the second word actually describes it um, clearly, and that is enthusiasm. The root word of enthusiasm is in theos. It's Greek. It means the God within. Anything that we've been great at in life, we're enthusiastic about it. We're passionate about it. Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich, talked about burning desire. The Latin form of desire means to give birth to or of the father, right? So as you see, it's all relating to we have a bigger drive, you know, when we're um, enthusiastic, passionate, like, which means, you know, you're so interested in it. So as an example... Um, when I was a skydiver, you know, you get so passionate about it that you start learning about all the gear and um, where's the jump sites and what kind of planes you jump out of, because that's what happens when you're passionate. You start knowing about it. Um, Aikido, you know, I mean, I've been training in Aikido for close to 12 years now. And, you know, you just, it, it, it activates your reticulator activating system, you know, when you're excited about it, because you start noticing things that have a relationship to that. And same with your goals. You know, when you get really enthusiastic about it, all of a sudden opportunities open up. But I actually believe you're creating those opportunities just because you're noticing things at a different level because it makes it your focus. Hmm. I love the way you put that because 
And I can only refer back to the people I've learnt from and what I've been influenced by and things like that. And I was saying to Joel today, who, which is how we met, like I said, and, and Jess was saying, like, like why Kurik? Like, why did you choose this guy? Like, you get enthusiastic and and she was just doing her role as the feminine empowered beauty that she mm. is. She's like, why Kurik? And I said, well, Mojo, like, why not Mojo still? Why, why not Joel? And I said, well... Michael changed me in a way that I could never ever not be thankful for. And he really did loosen the, the lid on it and showed me a world that just, and taught me skills that I, I, for, I will forever use. Joel then shifted my belief. And then what you've done is you've shared something along about my rules and my strategies and things like that. And you, you teach it in such a way where I can't even re-explain it. And it takes a little while for me to, to process it. So one th- and one thing you said to me the other, night, the other day was people use failure strategies trying to achieve success. Like, where does this come from? Like, where does this come from in you? Like, I regard myself as a phenomenal coach, but it is oh, being around you and listening to you is next level. Like, where does it come from? Uh, well, um, first, well, I guess there's a couple levels to that question, Trent, is first, you know, my life started off very challenging. You know, my mom and my stepfather, who I lived with, with uh, five brothers and a sister, were um, drunks, violent, you know, and my brothers and my sister didn't like me very much because I was always known as the weird one, you know. And so I had a very lonely childhood, but also, um, you know, uh, violently abusive and the rest of those things. So um, for my life, I want, you know, I was learning these things for myself because I wanted to make my life better. Then I, when I started seeing that it's actually science, you know, it's really, it's not, it's not for lucky people and it's not for special people and it's not for, you know, overly positive people. It's for people who apply the, the formula. It's the scientific formula. My, I guess my profound knowledge though really comes from, um, if you read my book, How Would Love Respond?, is uh you know my my best friend uh we were while well, we were doing a movie with chuck norris i was in a helicopter crash five of my friends died my best friend mike was 29 years old when he died in my arms um for two and a half years he kept making visits now i wasn't the only one seeing him so i first you know first i thought i was a nutcase but then i wasn't the only one seeing him and then i had to learn how to do an out-of-body experience and escort him into the light um and when i I wasn't supposed to go into the light, but when I hugged him and backed him into it, it the front half of my body um, felt it. And I came back with, I don't know, kind of profound knowledge. I, I'm not really sure where it, it comes from. I just know it's what I'm supposed to, um, I'm the messenger, you know, I'm supposed to pass it on. And so I, 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 don't, um, I don't have an agenda of what I'm supposed to say. It just gets guided to say it, I guess. Everybody has actually the same ability it's just that it's woken up in me that I, I really realized what my purpose was. Um, and because of that, um, I, I just trust that I'm guided to it. But the funny thing is we've all been there at times in our lives when we just say the right thing or do the right thing. Cause we're listening to our inner voice instead of trying to think our way through it, you know, our conscious mind, which is actually a very small part of who we are. It's the subconscious mind is your spirit. And you got to remember is before you were born, well, you were one with the universe, so you actually knew everything already. And so life is about an awakening to what you already know. And it's just um, opening up that next level. And, you know, you find yourself and you're like, wow, that's, that's crazy. You know, and sometimes even on stage, I say stuff and I can see myself in third person going, oh, that, 
That was gold, man. That was great. Hope somebody's writing that one down or filming this um, because I'm, I'm just guided to say it. And, and it doesn't want, I don't want to sound all, you know, woo-woo about it. it it's just, um, I've learned how to listen to my inner voice a lot more consistently. And I, and I operate that way. And all my decisions I make are based in that. I love that because part of our tool we, we, uh, that I brought, you know, like the Demartini breakthrough experience and Moji's got his own infinite potentiality, which changed. It's about uh, dissolving really polarized emotions. And, um, and I sort of brought together a process. So I was inspired to create a process that energetically people could really start to trust and understand what the actual truth is opposed to what they bring to fruition, whether it be like worryings, manifesting things you don't want. And um, uh, the thing I said to Mel today, already in 24 hours since our conversation, I said to Mel, I don't know if it flawed or what, I said, I don't want to push the same way. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I've achieved more than I've achieved doing it, but this is the same strategy I have used day in, day out, year in, year out. And I'm like, it's not, it's worked, but it's not. And you're like, yes, yes, <laughs> I know that, I see that. So um, already, and the team actually as a gift came to me to say, Trent, we're actually trying to figure out how you can get back into the things that you love, which is a conversation we had. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so um, I really resonate with I'm potentially, and through divine or whatever it is how we were meant to come together i'm ready for this because i'm not wanting to choose the same way i'm 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 wanting new ways and i and and, and i'm open and i think it takes a lot of daily practice and daily um checking in with yourself and uh, and a lot of learning how to ask different questions and learning how to ask quality questions to really be ready to receive so man i'm ready for it whatever that looks like i'm I'm ready for it. So I need to thank you for that shift overnight. So that was cool. My pleasure. Yeah. You know, Trent, uh, Deepak Chopra says, you know, do less and get more, do nothing and have it all. And so one of the things that I'm going to teach you, and actually everybody who's coming to the program is, how do you produce way bigger results with way less effort? Because anybody can tell you to work harder, but that's not a strategy. By the way, I don't know anybody who really wants to work harder. So as soon as we hear that, we're like, oh, I, I, man, I'm burned out as it is. And, you know, I, I have to say is that my dad, you know, my hero, you know, my dad, I, I was my dad's only child. Um, my mom, she raised seven. She was a lot more friendly. Um, but my, my dad, he, he was my hero. And my dad kept saying to me, Kirk, if you want to succeed in life, you got to work hard. Now I'm watching my dad work really hard and I'm watching how burned out he is and how stressed out he is and paying his bills at the kitchen table, you know, every couple of weeks and how stressed out he was over that. And something didn't add up. And he always said, hey, Kirk, you know, you're lazy. You know, it's going to cost you everything. I said, no, dad, it's going to make me successful. And he goes, how's that going to make you successful? I go, because I want to enjoy my life now. And see, the way the brain works is that whatever we perceive to be pleasurable, we're going to want to move towards to do more of it. And it will expand because you're going, hey, man, more of this is going to make me even happier. The, the, what we perceive to be painful or uncomfortable, we're going to want to move away from. That's just the way the normal function of the brain is. Again, here's the science of it. So I want to enjoy my life right now and be wealthy. So you got to remember is the, the scarcity mind says, I want this or that. The abundant mind says, I want this and that. I want this and that. So I want to have the lifestyle. Cause by the way, it took me 50 years to get ready to have kids. 
Um, it was my, my, my mom dying of cancer that made me promise to have kids. I came home after she passed away and two weeks later got my wife at the time pregnant because don't piss off mom because she'll come back, slap you around again. And um, uh, my son, he means so much to me, you know, and at this stage of my life, I'm so much more present. And, you know, because my, both of my parents are gone, I realize how fast it goes that I really want to, I want to spend the quality time with my son and make the money and be successful in business and create new things and do for myself. And it's funny is it sounds like, man, he's really jammed a lot in his life, but you know what, Trent, you, you know, you've been over to my farm. I live very relaxed and very peaceful. I, I put things in a calendar that are for me, like Aikido and time with my son and man, if he's sick at school, I just go pick him up. He spends the whole day with me and I'm still making money. And if you're saying, well, Kirk, you got a special life, you know, see that garbage, you got to get out of your head because it's based in the laws of physics, cause and effect, right? The law of perpetual transmutation that says every thought will eventually take its form. So you get in the field of infinite possibilities, that easy life that produces more is one of those possibilities. And you have to open your mind up to it because your, your results will catch up with your mindset, but you definitely have to have the right mindset. And if you're saying that's not possible for me, I would say that's probably not the correct mindset. It's uh, what the, the great questions you asked me, I'm wearing a level one, which is phenomenal, but I'm already, uh, and you're right. It has, you're asking me really hard questions. Like, what do you want to experience? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it's such a basic question. Um, and, and Lisa, uh, who's on this right now, she's our psychosomatics master, metaphysics, and a truly one of our leaders in our group. And she's excited to get to know you more. But she, she asked me that a lot. Like when I'm really triggered or really stressed and pushing, she's like, Trent, what do you want? Such a simplistic question. Like is a deer in a headlight a common thing when you ask one of your coaches or clients you start working with, like, what do you want to experience in order from one to 10? Like, is that pretty common, my, oh, that sort of stuff? Not just with my clients. It's, it's common in the world, Trent, because people are so nose down, grinding the grind. My, by the way, that was another strategy my dad. He goes, you know, if you want to succeed in life, you've got to keep your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> I, that didn't sound like a good strategy, grinding off your face. How's that going to make you successful? But the thing is that um, people are so moment by moment grinding out, you know, not looking forward that when you ask them, what do you want to experience? First, they don't want to answer it because they feel like, what if I say it? I'm never going to get it. Now it's going to really make me feel bad. I would almost want to hide out in this. Um, I got blinders on kind of thing because, uh, you know, it ain't going to happen for me. It's opening your mind up. And by the way, I, I, I spent a lot of my years living in my car and poverty and struggling and working hard and all this stuff. So I, it wasn't like I was born with the, the magic touch. I had that desire though, that I, I saw people who did have it. I started re, you know, learning and seeing that it is a formula, it's science, and you gotta start putting it into play. And even when I read Napoleon Hill's book, Thinking Grew Rich, I read it 18 years in a row. I just kept reading it and listening to it. And um, I got that you gotta have the wealthy thoughts or the successful thoughts, but he actually doesn't tell you what they are in the book. I mean, the whole time I'm reading the book, I go, I got it think and grow rich, but what are the thoughts? And you think it's, I want to be wealthy. That's actually a poor thought. The wealthy thought is, I am wealthy. Because then you're going to act like you're wealthy, and that will produce wealth. There's that identity again. So it's a lot easier, but we got to open your mind up and go, and wait a minute. Like if I ask my eight-year-old son, 
where do you want to live? He's going to go, I want 15 bedrooms and they're all mine. I want eight swimming pools. One's got sharks, dolphins, water slide, rockets. I don't know how a rocket gets in the pool, but rockets. But then you ask an adult, where do you want to live? And they're like, well, you know, I don't want a big house. I have to clean it. I want to clean a big house. And, you know, people will be jealous that I have a big house. And, you know, rich people are snobs. You know, I don't want to be one of them. Wow, man, you're already um, shutting yourself down. But the truth is, there's a lot of very wealthy, successful people who are wonderful and charitable and, and honest and, and genuine and authentic. You just don't hear about those people because there's no drama in it. I mean, who wants to pick up a tabloid and read about the rock star who's actually drug-free and faithful to his partner? Who's going to read that story, right? So people love their drama. Mm. But you got to be free of that and go, wait a minute. And by the way, if there's nobody else who has it, I'm going to be the first who's going to be wealthy and healthy and happy and balanced and generous and abundant, all those things. Um, because I don't know if Martin Luther King really wanted a job to be a leader, but guess what? He knew I had to step into the, or Gandhi or Christ or Buddha or whatever is, they had to do what they had to do because, well, that's who they are. I really appreciate that. And as I work, and part of the problem we want to solve and what we're trying to build out, I've been, I tell my team, this is, I'm, this is who I am. Like uh, probably even more so as I talk to you, like this is what I need to solve. Like whether I'm going to do it or not, I need to solve this or be part of a group of collective that solve it or be a part of the programming that allows other people to go at that ripple effect. So I definitely resonate with that. But I want to ask you one thing about someone famous who I absolutely love every movie he's ever done, even the probably worst movie, um, I think, which might have been Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. What makes, what makes, you talk about uh, Sly being an early mentor and you talk about the time you spent with him, the movies that you've done. Like what makes him so great? Uh, Well, you know, I've seen um, interviews of Sly really saying that, um, you know, like even with Rocky, he said, you know, if I would have sold Rocky, I mean, he was down and out. He had sold his dog that he raised since a pup for 25 bucks at 7-Eleven. He loved that dog. That was like selling a child to him. You know, that he, he used to feed the dog before he would eat himself. Like if he only had enough money for one or the other, the dog got fed. That's how much he loved that dog. Um, he had to go back and buy the dog for $25,000 and put the guy in the movie. But he sold the dog for a uh, hundred bucks and he wound up costing 25 grand to get his dog back. But he said, if I would, if I would have sold that movie and it would have been a hit, he goes, I would have jumped in front of a train. He said, you know what? The thing is that I don't want my life to be about, um, and that's really the Rocky story, that I just wound up like another bum on the street that I lived unfulfilled. And, and I loved it about Sly, and he's hungry, and he's still, you know, Sly just turned 75. He's still hungry, he, and, you know, when you talk to him, he'll tell you, I haven't peaked yet. And I love that about him, and it's one of those things that I've adopted for myself, is I haven't peaked. You know, when somebody's putting their foot in my backside and pushing me in a hole and throwing dirt at me, then I've peaked. Until then, I haven't peaked yet. And what that means is he's always looking for that next level, that next, where am I going next? What am I doing next? And, and, you know, even with his body, man, at 75 years old, he's rocked. He's got guns on him and veins and same with Arnold. Um, Chuck Norris, who's in his eighties now, just got his third degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Wow. That's epic. And by the way, you ain't giving it to him because he's old. That's Chuck Norris, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to earn it and he'll know if you just hand it to him or not. Third degree black belt. That's a, you know, I love those. And see that those people that you can look for them in life, 
they're going that my brain always goes to man if they can do it i can do it now it's just a matter of how beautiful and i and i love you you're a phenomenal storyteller you entertain you told me the reason the one thing you love to do uh and you and you jokingly say that you actually had to leave hollywood to find your success and who you were and <laughs> and, I, and i think that's awesome and uh, you also said that he actually when you spoke to him last time he said looks like you've actually caught up with what he saw or you actually caught up to the level of success or, or, or however he put it, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. He said, well, because back in, you know, in early days, he said, Kira, he goes, the reason you don't have any money is because, you know, you don't have the right mindset. Money's a mindset. And I said, well, that's easy for you. you got a lot. And he goes, see, that's what makes you ignorant. Now, ignorant means uneducated. It wasn't insulting me. He's correct. And he said, when you get the right mindset, your results will catch up with your mindset. So um, I, I was being on stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I sent some marketing stuff back to LA and I got a text message like literally right away from Sly saying, come join us for lunch in Beverly Hills. And as I, I have to tell my wife at the time, I'm going to go have lunch with Stallone. She's like, yeah, sure you do. And I went, look at the text. I really do. And so I fly back and as soon as I walk into the restaurant and it's like the same restaurant he's been eating in for 30 years every Saturday, you know, it's, he's, and same group of guys, you know, nothing's, you know, and I walk in and he goes, well, Cure, I guess your results finally caught up with your mindset. And I said, oh, you remember that? And he goes, oh, no, you were a classic, man. You were so stubborn about, but your drive. And I thanked him for being a mentor and everything he's done for me. He said, Cure, if it wasn't me, you would have found somebody because that was you, man. You were so hungry and you never held anybody back, man. You were an inspiration. You were crazy at times because you would run right into things like a brick wall and then just bounce off and keep moving forward. But once you found your frequency, man, you took the ball and ran with it. And man, we've been tracking your career and read your book and all that stuff. And God bless you, man. You know, you're, you're everybody, you're everything that we always knew you were. Gee, that's phenomenal. I mean, uh, I've met some, I've been in some rooms with some influential people and they really didn't give you the time. They wouldn't remember your name. Um, and I, I, to me, people are people. Like we all eat the same, breathe the same shit, the same. Um, uh, I try to take a beginner mentality into any circumstance so I can make sure I can actually fill my cup as opposed to believing I have because I used to I was not teachable not coachable I used to lead with negativity and fear and I tell you what that's one thing I noticed about Joel especially and he taught me so much about go do it man go do it like good on you like he was he's a good guy that really taught me how to really just wish the best. And even Mel, our incredible GM, and, and you and Mel have a, a good friendship as well. I had to say to her, like, I, I accept if you want to go out and be outside of this egoically, I, I want you to stay and I want to keep you and hold on to you and, and everything else. But I had, and you know what? Next day she says, I'm all in. So working with Joel, obviously influenced by yourself and things like that. I like that before I met you, you were influencing me. So uh, I really, um, uh, I'm grateful and I've been obviously a great year with Joel and, and we're all moving forward together. So it's mm. phenomenal. So uh, thank you for instilling that in him, which I uh, ultimately was very inspired by. Yeah. Trent, one of the qualities I've noticed in really successful people is that they, they have a different, again, a mindset or an attitude. And their attitude is, is that when they, when they meet people, is they're, they're more concerned about being interested than interesting. 
Um, and you know, and it's one of those things that I've adopted to myself early on is that I, I, um, I'm really honored. You know, people will say, oh, I wrote Kirk, you know, and I'm waiting, I'm like, I'm on stage when they're saying this. I'm like, please don't say I didn't write back, please. And they go, oh, and he wrote me back or he called me back. And I'm very consistent, congruent with that. And, you know, that I, I'm, I, I believe that every person I meet has a gift for me, you know, and I look for it. And, and that's because I'm interested. And I think that's why, you know, man, I've met Wayne. I mean, I spent a lot of quality time with Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins and, you know, uh, President Wayne, Clinton Wayne and, all, and different people. And, they're, you know, President Clinton, uh, he's on stage, gets off stage, calls me up to the ropes, you know, where he's kind of standing there. And he calls me up and goes, and I met him in New Zealand. And he said, uh, your accent doesn't sound like this, South, you know, this part of the hemisphere. I said, no, sir, I'm from Chicago. And he goes, oh, Chicago, my favorite city. It's where I started my political career. And instantly, and then he starts telling me about when his daughter, Chelsea, snuck, would, would uh, sneak out of the home when she was a teenager. You know, and then he's just talking like a dad. And I said, sir, um, wasn't your daughter a teenager when you were in the White House? And he goes, yeah, that's right. And I said, well, how'd you sneak out with the Secret Service? He goes, that's teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> like how cool is that but he's yeah. you know he was he was interested he he already you know he doesn't have to worry about being interesting and and you'll notice that and again you know for everybody listening to the call it's one of those things that you start adopting is you know because um it's about creating rapport with people and rapport creates connection connection creates trust and people do business with people that they trust and they have connection with and it's it's easy there's not been any hard work it's by being interested i think that's a really really um a really oh, that's that's gold that's phenomenal i think so simplistic as well and we we offer our mantra is always seek to understand before being understood that's something we say over and over again and even when you're dealing we do we're starting to really throw ourselves into marketing and ads and i know you have great marketing strategy you don't you have this success organically, which is phenomenal. I don't know another person in all the coaches I've met. I thought I did pretty good organically, but you've done phenomenally well organically. So I think um, we operate from a triggered person. Like let's understand where they're at. Let's love them where they're at. Like let's show them that no, no matter what, there's nothing they could say that would make us love them any more or any less. Like let's just, let's be that company. I even yesterday I had a person say after leading with love, stop bullying me. I'm like, okay. So I think that, yeah, like that, that's, what do you think, Mel? Like that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Great piece of advice there. Most definitely. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So also <laughs> um, now let's talk about this fire and soul day and we'll go in and out of stories and things like that. And Mel, you can, I've been drumming this up. Like it's for a team, like it's going to be our biggest team effort to date, our biggest event. Uh, to date with probably the shortest time frame only seven weeks or whatever it is so we'll like make it uh, happen. we're gonna make it happen and uh, we're gonna attract 100 people into a really special space in the noosa area like you made an interesting point today when i called you and i'm like Kirk, like give me some advice about this and you go well trent it's not about the firewalk i'm like huh <laughs> can we can we like we obviously put a great agenda up until you jump on because this will be my first experience with you. So we, we, we've got a great start of the day. We've got trained yoga instructors, trained breathers, trained like people ready to really embrace and love people. Like let's talk about, it. it's not about the firewalk, but it's a firewalk opportunity. So let's go into it a little bit or a lot. 
Well, the thing is, look, um, if you want to firewalk, firewalk. If you don't, don't. I mean, nobody's going to talk into it. Um, matter of fact, if you make the decision not to do it, I'm going to support you in making the decision. Um, I went to a program once right after I broke the world's record for the longest firewalk, where I did I quadrupled the original record, did 81 meters. And I went to this guy's program. Um, I don't have to mention any names, Simon Gervaisian, and um, he was uh, <laughs> he was getting people to stick literally uh, needles through the meat of their hand, right? To teach them how to accept pain or whatever. And I go, I'm not doing that. And he goes, what, you know, uh, you some kind of wimp, Mr. World Record Holder. I go, well, how would you like to go home and tell your wife that you got your ass kicked by a wimp? I said, first, I don't, I don't mutilate my body to show you I can take pain. I mean, I, I, I stayed awake for major knee surgery. You know, I wouldn't let them put me under. They give me a local. I don't need to impress you. But the thing is, I said for everybody else in the room, man, if you're sticking it through to Neil because you're worried about what he's going to say to you or somebody's going to say you because you're not doing it, I said that's the people who drank the Kool-Aid in Guyana with Jim Jones, you know, I mean, because they didn't, they didn't want to stand up and go, no, I'm not doing that. You got to make decisions for yourself. But I'll tell you the program that we're going to do, you're going to have a step-by-step -step program, you know, for yourself. I mean, by, by the next day, you're ready to rock and roll. You're out of the gates. This is not going to be conceptual learning. You're learn through doing, how it feels. And you're learn the formula, not a formula, not my formula. I'm talking about the formula for success in all areas of your life. Because what's the point of being rich when you're sick or being wealthy when you're lonely? It's about having it all. And, you know, you're going to learn through doing and how it feels immediately because then you'll go, oh, my goodness. And I will tell you, it's actually simple. It's so simple that people go, man, it was that simple. Why isn't everybody else doing it? Well, because people are expecting it's got to be hard. And they say, that can't be right. But isn't it funny how, you know, one acorn can fall out of a tree and produce a hundred foot oak tree, right? I don't know how hard it was. It didn't have to, any effort because creation in this universe is actually easy. Only man has tried to make this hard, right? And so you're gonna learn literally step-by-step -step process through doing, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna play some games, some activities. The firewalk though, what that does is that's a physical manifestation of proving everything that you just learned in a day that there it is. I can, what I thought was impossible isn't. And I'll tell you a, a wonderful story about the firewalk is that, you know, I, I told you earlier, my mom was a very, very serious alcoholic. She could drink four liters of scotch or vodka in a night. Oh. And I watched my mom knock out two police officers with one each, hit each, dropped them until six others jumped on my mom with some nightsticks. <laughs> um, and even then she was putting up a fight, right? Um, my mom, I, I said, I called my mom up and I said, look, mom, I'm coming back to Chicago. I got a big program I'm doing. Um, I'm involved in. I want to warn you, mom, there's a firewalk involved. Now, you don't have to firewalk, and you will. And mom, I want to warn you that alcohol comes out of your pores when you sweat, and it's flammable. And I said, it happened to another woman in Hawaii, mom. She stepped on a coals. Her legs started on fire. She ran through the hotel, started a carpeting on fire, drapes on fire, a couple of couches on Thanks. fire. Mom, it cost us $200,000 in insurance claims. And you, being a drunk that you are, your wig's going to burst on flames. You're going to fall over on fire, and when these people see you, they're going to be so motivated, they're going to fire walk right over the top of you. It was a story I made up for my mom. But anyways, she believed it. <laughs> and my mom... I thought you've never told me that. Thank you. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, no. My mom, that was a story I made up for. And so my mom, um, she didn't have a drink for 
couple of weeks leading up to the firewalk. And she didn't wear any toenail polish or fingernail polish. <laughs> that might go up as well. But again, there's a great reason behind that is my, my oldest brother, Jeff, he's a pyrotechnician, which means he does fireworks shows, right? He's doing the Neil Diamond concert tour that year. He gets my mom front row seats to see Neil Diamond. It's the part where they got the lighter over their head. You know, Neil singing. Well, my mom extinguishes her big lighter and her acrylic thumbnail is still on fire. She <laughs> runs up the aisle, I'm on fire anyways. Neil was not impressed with my mom that night. So my mom comes to the program. We have 15 lanes of fire going, over 2000 people fire walking. My mom never shows up on my fire lane. I have no idea where she is, but I don't have the time to worry about it, right? We're heading back into the room. Everybody's done fire walking. Staff member taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, Kurt, isn't that your mom? Stand over there in a the parking lot by herself? And I'm like, oh my God, what happened? You know. So I walk over to my mom and I go, mom, are you okay? Is everything right? She goes, your mom is a fire walker. <laughs> oh. Well, my mom that night said, if I can do this that I thought was impossible, giving up alcohol is easy. And for the next 18 years of my mom's life, before she passed away, she was clean and sober. Mm -hmm. That's the power of the firewalk. It's beautiful. But everything you're learning in the program, it's gonna, it's not just about the firewalk. If you want to firewalk, great. If you don't use the tools in the program, you'll be that powerful. The cool thing about the firewalk though is people go, man, I'm scared. I'm gonna be the one person who's gonna screw this up. I know Kirk's taking tens of thousands of people safely. I'm gonna be the one person who's gonna screw this up. By the way, pretty much everybody in the room's thinking that, right? But then you get to the, get out there and you, you go, you know what? I just want to see what it feels like to be unstoppable. God, what, what that would feel like? You know what? I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyways. And see, that's the power right there as you go. You know what? I'm scared, but I'm going to take that step anyways. By the way, I'm going to give you everything I got to get you across safely. I don't care how many people are in line. I don't care who's waiting. It's just me and you. And I have taken tens of thousands of people safely and never had a major injury. People fire walking. And I've taken my mom fire walking. I've taken my wives fire walking. Maybe that's why I'm divorced. But anyways, um, uh, I've taken kids fire walking, paraplegics, blind people, people from all walks of life. You will get your experience and I will not let you walk until you're ready. But I will tell you, man, when you feel and you get to the other side, there's a part of you. It's like all this casing comes off you and you go, man, I'm free. Let's go. And man, you got to see what happens to people. Uh, with their lives and, and you track them afterwards. But again, it's not the firewalk. I could take you firewalking right now and you'd make it safely, but you go, eh, that's pretty cool. It's what you attach to it. And that's what the programs are about because that's where the real transformation is. Wow. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm excited just to, I just want to walk on fire. I'm one of those guys, but also too, um, I love being a student as well. And uh, already, we had a phenomenal week in our company last week and um and i couldn't afford not to i couldn't afford not to like we get a lot of people come through our, our uh, from some of the ads we put out there and people with all these beliefs and all these stories and all this narrative going on and um it, people can't afford not to so it's almost like a no-brainer so but if you've got people on the fence like what's some advice you give people like the money troubles and everything that's going on at the moment. There's a lot of amplification of what's truly going on opposed to whatever story is being told out there. Like what would you like, what's some simplistic advice you could give someone that potentially can't afford to come and get in the room, but who technically need to be in the room. 
Well, it's you sit right over my shoulder here, and you'll see it's. I don't know if you guys can read it's on a on a one of my. Those are all curicisms, actually. Yeah, it's a poster of my cure quotes, and it's the word investment, and it's right there in the word I N V E S T M E N T. I invest in me. The best investment you can ever make is in your own personal development, because that's where you're gonna get the grandest rewards. And it, you know, you don't want to get down the line later on in life, and you go, the only thing I got out of this was older. I should listen to that bald, crazy American guy because I'd be way farther ahead in life, you know, is invest in yourself because, you know, you, you can like, um, it's easy to separate a fool and their money, you know, or, Hey, uh, let's do Bitcom or Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. you know, that's mm -hmm. great. I go, what are you buying? They go, Bitcoin. I go, no, what is Bitcoin? They go, well, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's coin. I go, but how many people are actually using Bitcoin? Well, nobody, they're making money investing in Bitcoin, which means you're investing in a ghost that doesn't exist, mm -hmm. right? And you're gonna get your pants taken away from you because there's people who are working that market so that they suck people into it and then the bottom drops out. But man, when you're educated, because you've worked on yourself, you know, you can create anything you want. A relationship, it's not happily ever after I met each other and we like the same music and we like pizza and all the rest <laughs> of the stuff. Man, it's something that, you, you know, your strategy's got to be put in place to have a great relationship and have it last. You want to make money, but also be balanced with it. So you're not like MC Hammer, who makes $600 million in one year, and next year he's $640 million in debt, right? How do you spend that kind of money? Well, you know what? Because he wasn't balanced with wealth. Or people who win the lottery, it destroys your life. It's not the money. It's their lack of relationship with wealth. Because I will tell you, I've, I've lived in my car, and I've been wealthy. And... Um, it's, it's no different. Well, I take that back. Wealthy is way better. Um, poverty sucks. But one of the reasons that I'm balanced with wealth is because I, I earned it through understanding the value of it. And that, you know, by the way, the first year I made a million dollars, my accountant said, Hey, Kirk, um, you made a million dollars here. I'm going, that's awesome. He goes, but you spent 1.2. See, cause I, I was so crazy when I first got it. So I had to learn how to balance myself with it. So, man, when you look at this and you go, and you know what, Trent, I'm going to offer something. Um, I, I'm going to step out of the line here. If you come to the program and, you know, you put, you put, do all the processes and you put all the stuff into it, I mean, you play full out. At the end of it, you go, I, didn't, I, I don't think this was valuable for me. Good, hand in your work booklet, whatever, I'll offer you a refund. But that ain't happened. I've offered that from program to program to program and nobody even used because they're like, you know, and people, why do I have to hand in my notes? Well, if it wasn't worth it, why are you trying to keep them? Mm, right? Good but point. It, but it won't. But if you play full out, you know, I've even had people call me up and they go, hey, Kirk, you know, your stuff doesn't work. I went to your program, you know, 15 years ago and I was a non-smoker for the last 12 years. For the last three years, I started smoking again. I said, well, wait a minute. You were a non-smoker for 12 years. And now you start again, I go, are you reading your goals? No, are you doing the affirmations? No, are you doing the, all the stuff that you learned? No, when you were a non-smoker, we, oh yeah, I was doing it then. You think it has anything to do with that? No, I just talked that stuff because I had nothing else to talk about for 12 hours, you know? I said, I'll tell you what, you do this and you do it for the next 30 days and you play full out. If it doesn't change, I'll coach you for a year for free. And guess what? They come back 30 days later and go, man, I'm like in a whole different space and things are working. So come, hey, you got no risk. Play the game. And if you're coming to rip me off, you're not. You're ripping yourself off. Because 
as you sow, so shall you reap. Um, I'm gonna have a great life anyways. But come to the program, no risk. Play full out, do participate at that level, and the results are guaranteed. Why? It's cause and effect, it's science. Put in this action, you get that result. There's no way around it. If you're not getting the result, you're not doing the proper actions or the way that they need to be done. And that's what Wallace D. Waddles was talking about in the certain way, which you're going to learn. Absolutely. I mean, um, one thing when I, uh, when I knew that there was, when I opened the can of PD worms, I guess you would say, when I lifted that lid off, I couldn't unsee it. And I became basically ignorance on fire. I wasn't educated where I perceived I was. It was like life is like I was pretty elated about becoming a coach. Like I got, a, I was on the phone till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I was doing free breakthrough calls. I had so much belief in what I was doing. And, uh, and, uh, and boy, I'm, I was, I'm, I've done money back. I still haven't given anyone their money back because I never asked for it because the same thing, like you play above the line, no more blame, no more shame, no more justification. Like play above the line, play all in. Because the only reason this doesn't work is you stop doing the work. And I think, uh, and you see it, like you see it. And um, one thing I love about what you told me about some, some of the people, you, you said that you've har you, you really help people harmonize or create in, inner harmony. And, mm. and our sessions, you don't put time limits on it. Like if we, if we need to be there all day, next day, whatever it is to, to, to get the room where it needs to be, then I know you're all in, I'm all in. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited. The fact that you've chosen to align yourself along what we're doing, uh, that, that is really special to us. So I'm, you're not speaking out of line. I, I trust, I'm all in. <laughs> well, I tried the other thing. See, my job is not to teach content. It's to help facilitate real lasting change. That's what I do. And I will use every tool in the book to get you there. That's my job including I will help produce the leverage in you that not only will you learn it with me, you're going to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of the way I teach. It's, it's about creating the leverage in you where you go, I, I, there's no, I am done, man. I'm not going backwards. Heck with that. That's why I produce the results. But man, the results that I produce with people are mind blowing. They're crazy awe inspiring. I'm in, I'm in blown out of water. I have a client from last year who, owns a business here, uh, well, here in Australia, um, working way less and did $10 million in profit. Before he was working so hard that his kids were tugging on dad, why are you always on the emails? He goes, I got like 250 emails to answer and every uh, um, employee's contacting me and all these things are going, works way less, building his dream home, which they, him and his wife were going, let's not even talk about the dream home. They already had the property. That's just another nightmare that's gonna stress us out. They're building a dream home taking vacation, time with the kids and the business to an extra $10 million. That doesn't make sense in the old paradigm to people where you go, wait a minute, how do you work less and get more? Okay, well, invest in yourself and come find out. Or keep doing what you're doing. Be the majority with the number one consumed drug on the planet called antidepressants. Mm. That's the majority, most consumed, majority of people. Minority people, um, you know, we operate differently. If you want to change groups, learn the formula because it's cause and effect. It's science. It's not motivation. It's not even inspiration. You'll get very self-motivated because you know, I can do this. You'll feel very inspired, which means the inner child wakes up and then going, 
man, you know what? Magic really does exist and I can produce it, but it's not woo-woo magic. It's producing the magic in your life. I said that to Mel today on the phone. I've been unloading a little bit because I, I said I was starting to feel like Popeye the Sailor Man but not sort of leading the way I like to lead. And I had a lot of this stuff and steam was coming out my ears and, and Mel is very tolerant in relation to helping me decipher what's going on. And I said, you know what? I said, I want to be excited because I'm trying to figure out what I want to experience most. And I've even presented my, prevented myself from playing with the children. Now I want to play with it because I said, my theory is if I don't break an arm. Like it's go for it. Like if I don't, <laughs> put someone in hospital like let's jump off things let's climb trees let's pull over let's scratch let's play like i want to create excitement in my organization so like just the fact that you said being a child inspired like i'm just like we said this today like i think the most experience i want to have next year is excitement and be excited like a child i think it was um who was the first who was tony robbins original mentor um jim yeah, he said, like, be excited like a child. That was the very first, one of his very first PD things on it was Jim Rohn. And he's like, be excited like a child. Like, <laughs> I'm starting to feel it because you're like, it, it's so different as opposed to uh, control, as opposed to like, do as I say. Like, kids, are, I can't buy my stepchildren's love. I've tried. <laughs> I can't buy. Like, good children don't mean obedient children. Like, ah, so simple, Kirik, and you're right. Like, this is so simple. And you talk about medication and antidepressants, and I say, I don't get it. I don't get it. How can you fix ex internal problems with external things? Like, I, I don't get I get that they get an effect, and I get it shifts and whatever else. Like, I, I get it, and I'm not. But, like, I don't get it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like and Judge Judy always says, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Exactly right. So we don't have to go down that path. We're not condemning or condoning or well, anything I'll, like I'll Tell you what, Trent, I was on a Triple J a number of years ago, and they surprised me that all of a sudden we're going to take uh, live callers, and they're going to tell me about their problem, and I'm going to have to work on it right there live. They, they just kind of ambush me with it, right? So they get this woman on, and she's been on antidepressants for 25 years and her life's really dark. And I said, okay, ma'am, well, can I ask you something? Um, uh, um, on a scale of one to 10, or one to 20, 20 being the best, one being the worst, where are you with uh, your, the way you feel? And she goes, oh, I'm like minus 18. You know, I'm feeling that bad. And I said, okay, great. And are you living in a house or an apartment? She goes, oh, I'm a Queenslander. I said, so you have a pretty big living room then? She goes, yeah. And I said, now, are you on a corded phone or a cordless phone? She goes, I'm on a corded phone. I go, great. What I want you to do is, I want you to skip like a child around the room and do five rotations. And at the same time, I want you to do circus music. And the guy says, Kirk, we're on the radio. Nobody can say, I go, don't worry about it. We'll fill the time, right? So I said, okay, man, you ready to go? And she goes, so because her phone's stationary here, right? she does her five laps. And I said, and she comes back. I said, ma'am, now on a scale of one to 10, uh, one to 20, 20 being the best, one being the worst. How you feeling? She goes, I'm an 18. Oh my God. And I said, okay, ma'am, if you can move from minus 18 to positive 18, what's a couple more things that you could do? Just a couple more numbers. She goes, oh, I would stand up. I'd put a big smile. I'd beat no. She goes, man, I'm like level 30. 
And I said, so now what are you going to do, ma'am? She goes, I'm going to throw away my antidepressants. What, 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 I just learned I can make happy myself. And the, 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 the announcer's like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, that wasn't a plant. That, this Kirk didn't even know we were going to do this. We surprised him with this. That was the most amazing thing I ever saw in my life, that that woman could change so fast. And not once did I say, you need to get rid of her antidepressants. I asked her, what are you going to do with your life? She goes, you know what? I realized I can produce happiness anytime I want to. Impossible. Ah, man. I was working with a, um, you know, we work in the deaf community and you've got a very famous uh, deaf comedian friend, which I, 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 I would love. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I hope one day I can, I, I'm really interested in her story and her journey. But um, one thing, I was working with one of my deaf clients and she's going, and my anxiety, and my anxiety, and my anxiety. And I timed five minutes and I counted the anxieties and she said it 38 times. And I said, wave my hands that, to stop, like just stop. And I said, can you change anxiety to ice cream? And she couldn't even say it without laughing. It's, it's, so <laughs> just sitting back watching and sort of feeling it, it just came out. So I, I love that story. And, and I, I think if you're listening to Kirk for the first time or you're in, or coming into the podcast, you've never heard some of this stuff. I think it's a no brainer. Um, and I sense that we're going to get these borders open. Like let's, let's start putting the good juju out there to get these borders. We'll get people <laughs> south of the border. We'll get people from all over the country coming to this one event. What do you think, Kirk? Well, I think that COVID has created a very powerful business strategy was called supply and demand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, Hey, I'd be if, look at, cause we can, we can only have so many people in the room because of social distancing. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I'd be fighting for one of those spots. You know, I'll tell you what is, I'll tell you a true story is that back in 91 um, and back in, I'll explain the whole story, but you know, I, I got uh, an $800 royalty check from a movie. It was my only $800. Like all of a sudden I went from really nothing again to 800 bucks. I had three choices of what to do with that money. Number one is pay my rent. Number two is fix my car, which needed fixing. Or three was go to a program um, that was coming to town. I thought, you know, if I pay my rent 30 days later, I'm going to rent again. That didn't, that didn't make much of a difference in my life. If I fix my car, probably two weeks later, a hunk of junk's going to fall apart. But if I go to the program, not only, I can make my $800 back if I apply myself. Or I can make $8,000 or $80,000 or $800,000 or $8 million, depends on what level. By the way, that program was a guy in those days who used to put about 400 people in the seats. His name's Anthony Robbins, right? Um, I had read his book in 1984. Nobody really knew who Tony was yet. By the way, Date with Destiny, just a couple years before that was like 30 people in his house, right? So I'm you know, trying to understand. He wasn't the iconic Tony Robbins that you see now, but I knew of Tony. So I went to the program. And I played full out. Matter of fact, Tony, by the way, he's six, seven. His head's like that big. It's huge. <laughs> and um, I always sit in the front row. Why? Because where's front, first class in a plane? Front seat, right? By the way, if you haven't flown first class, we have pools. We have a running track. We have all this cool <laughs> stuff. First, oh, you haven't flown first class? It's awesome. Um, so anyways, Tony's talking. And, he, you know, first the stage is high. And then you got this giant guy. And I go, oh, Tony, 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 wait, wait. I'm sorry, man. What was that? Can you say it again? And he looks at me from the stage and, and I go, thank you. That was great. And I write it down. So anyways, he continues. He goes on a little longer. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Well, that was a good one, Tony. Okay. What was that? Well, say, say it slower. So I can write that down. About the fourth time, he goes, hey, I got a four-day program. What the hell are you doing? I said, man, you know what? I spent my last $800 on this. Every word's like 75 cents to me. I'm getting my money's worth. And I'm going to be working with you soon. And he's like, oh, great. Anyways, the program's over. They advertised Mastery University live in those days. $15,000 for Mastery University. That's U.S. That's like a million dollars. They only made $12,000 this year. $15,000, right? But I'm already, I'm going. I don't know how, but I'm going. Probably not this year, but I'm going. So a woman that I met at the program, literally in just one small process where we just, hey, I'm Kirk, I'm Rochelle. Um, I'm talking to a couple of guys. She walks up after the program's over and she said, hey, Kirk, are you going to Mastery University? I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, uh, great, I'll see you in Hawaii. I said, uh, no, ma'am, not this year. She said, why not? I said, I just spent my last $800. Um, and she said, well, you don't have to pay $15,000. All you can do is put, put down $19.95 and you can make payments. I said, ma'am, I don't have $20 left in my name. Guy next to me goes, I'll lend you 20 bucks. I go, great, I'll go sign up. She goes, no, it's $1,995, you idiot. I'm like, that makes sense. Here's your 20 bucks back. And she said, but you don't have to. I said, why not? And she goes, I've already paid for you. I said, I'm sorry, what? I agree, you can't do that. And she goes, no, she goes, you know, I've had cancer twice and I, I'm alive somehow. She said, I've always going to, I said, I was going to invest in the world and make it a better place. She said, I'm investing in you. She said, there's two people in this room. You always knew where they were. One's on stage. He's six, seven in this energy source, man. She goes, you're going to change the world. I'm investing in you. I went to that program. At that program, Tony approached me and asked me to train him in the gym. I spent the next five years on the road with Anthony Robbins, teaching his seminars and coaching clients of his and, you know, training Tony in the gym. The thing is that it's because of the what level I play full out, but I invested in myself. And by the way, when you're talking about how I'm as a coach is I've done over $8 million in coaching revenue with no marketing. Now, remember I said that $800 could turn into $8 million. Well, it's turned into way more than that. That's because I invested in myself and play the game at that level, right? And I mean, man, I just give it everything you got. Put your soul in line. Leave your, as I said to the beach volleyball girls, leave your guts on the court. So you got no regrets in this lifetime, no regrets about your game. And man, you know, the first testimonial and my, my number one bestseller called How Would Love Respond is Anthony Robbins. And by the way, Tony doesn't give out testimonials anymore. I got mine without asking for it. And it says, Kirk, you're the embodiment of the word outstanding. That's gold. It's because the way I play the game. But by the way, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to impress upon you. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Because I was a guy living in my car when this stuff, you know, happened for me. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. But it's playing that game and investing in yourself and going, man, I'm scared. Um, I don't know if you have the right money. You won't unless you invest in yourself. And by the way, if it's not me and the program we're going to do, Go find somebody immediately so you don't get later on in life and go, what was I thinking? All I got out of this was older. I want to share something with you, Kirk. I've never shared this with you, but I know you sense this and why you know I'm hungry. Like how these guys know how hungry I am for this. And um, it was January 2nd, 2016, and it was my daughter's birthday. She was oh, geez, I'm terrible with ages. But she, was, she turned another year, and I'd come in from work, and I just had 
basically an affair and just started an affair and I'm very open about that. And she found out, okay, within the, a month into this and I thought I was very smart, I found out. So she changed the locks with, I paid to get locked out. And so I was sleeping in my car on my daughter's birthday. Um, I didn't see her. And uh, also too, I had death threats thrown at me that day because not only did they were surveilling me and her for like a week. <laughs> and we thought we were getting away with everything and not that we're doing anything crazier out there. It's just that we would, whatever was going on. And um, when I, uh, when I was sitting in my car and I had nowhere to go and she'd locked my bank accounts out and everything, I'm staring in that, that, that like ocean. Um, and I'm, cause I'm in um, near the, I'm not sure if you know Victoria very well, but I lived in a suburb called Point Cook and there's the, um, old Air Force Base at the back of Point Cook and behind the Air Force Base, which I later find out it's an old dodgy male nude beach and I'm sitting there in my car looking around <laughs> I see over to the left of me and I'm thinking, all right, I'm driving my car into the water. I'm done. Like I've screwed up. Everything's lost. No home. I'm still in my shorts and shirt and it's freaking cold in Melbourne and sun. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. I look over to the left. There's a couple of guys in the nude taking out. So I just started laughing. Now I slept in my car for a, a couple of nights, but someone actually who very close to me put me in a motel. Then I couch surf. And then like I signed over, um, we went from, I went from zero to an $800,000 house, not much debt. And I signed it over. I like the only thing I kept was my business name. And I just said, you know what? I can do it again. And the only thing that uh, shifted all this for me was uh, going from homeless couch surfing into a, a shitbox house and progressing was, I had to invest in my mindset. And my first investment was $45,000. I was like you, I just kicked the door down at Thrive Time. And I said, give me what you got. I don't know what you're selling, but I'm in. And all of a sudden I'm signed up to a life coaching course. Um, I put, doing payment plans. I put the, okay, cool. I always had, I was, I, even the day I was homeless, I showed up the next day. I trained people. I did massages. I had to get back into it, but like I was fighting with myself every day as you, you did said in your book, like you had a gun in your mouth. Well, I'm like, which tree do I hit every day? And I was arguing with myself every day in my head, the, the, that voice and that, the noise. And, um, and this is why people are like, why are you so invested in this? And I'm like, well, because I, I did the other way for too damn long. Like you got it at age in your twenties. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm 41 now, which is not old by any means, but I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And uh, technically I didn't have your full tuition, but boy, did I figure it out very quickly and we'll co-produce things that'll fire away. And like you said, well, it'd be worth priceless. Like, yeah, Trent. Well, you know, what I always say is the alternative sucks. Yep. Right. People ask me, why do I do it? Cause the alternative sucks. I've been there. You know, I, I, Thanksgiving, which is a huge holiday in the States, you know, it's about food and celebration of family and friends. There's no religion, there's no politics. It's just, it's about being grateful and sharing a meal together, right? Thanksgiving, where I don't even have ketchup in the refrigerator to make fake tomato soup. You know, I got nothing. I'm walking around grocery store parking lots looking for change, like a, like a loser, trying to find 25 cents so I can buy it a cheap box of macaroni and cheese or something. I got nothing. I didn't eat anything that day for days, actually. Um, that's how down and out I've been. And it wasn't uh, a week. I've spent years that way. The thing is that the alternative sucks. 
after a helicopter crash. I had a gun in my mouth every night for two and a half years and drugs up my nose and deep, dark depression and um, booze and cigarettes and all the rest of this stuff. It sucks. It sucks. And I found out that, you know what? Um, I don't need to look at the poverty house, the poor house ever again. I, it's got one room. I know it, all corners of it. I don't have to see it again. Um, with wealth, you can help people. You can do things to change the world. With health, with happiness, because whatever you're filled with, you're going to spread. And so my job first is to make myself happy and fulfilled. Because whatever, you know, how are you going to write a million dollar check in an empty bank account? You know, you got to fill yourself up. How are you going to fly your plane with no fuel in it? So you got to fill yourself up with, but then just naturally, whatever you're, whatever you're filled with, you're going to spread to everybody around you. If you're filled with poverty, you spread it. Filled with misery, you're going to spread it. Happiness, spread it. So as you see, it's all, it's always holistic. And it, you know, it's not just about yourself. It's about what you're contributing. Because if we're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And then you can complain all day long about President Trump and this and that. But guess what? He's only one guy. He's only one guy. If all of us start stepping up, we can change the world. No matter what the one guy, I mean, Hitler, world still became a better place. And there was Germans who said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not buying into this. I'm not doing that. And they helped Jewish people and they helped gay people and they helped, you know, um, uh, gypsies and all these, you know, the, the uh, Masonic Lodge in Germany said, hey, if you don't welcome in the Jewish people, we'll shut down your, your chapter of it because it was about helping everybody. And Masonic Lodge still did. So it's not just about, hey, these people did this. Some people go, you know what? I can't participate that way. I'm going to get to be part of the solution. Hmm. That's a choice. It's a decision. Yep. Oh. Absolutely. And, and you've said it, personal responsibility. And we, um, and we use the analogy, like if your car's side sideswiped and you parked it on the side of the road, who parked it there? Like who, you parked it there. Like we take, and we've had, we've had people leave our community in bring me down, coaches down because I'm like, let's get results. Like, cause I'm, I'm aligned with you, man. Like I'm like, Let's get results. Let's do this together. Like part of what we've done for our services and we're talking about the team is like, we're not only going to give you advice, we're actually going to hold your hand. And if we have to, we'll build the system. Obviously it's a different level of service and pay a little bit more, but we will build the system. We'll show you how we built the system. We'll teach you how to fish. We'll then guide you until you catch and so your tummy's full or whatever, giving to people. And, we'll, and then we'll move on. Like I want to make myself redundant uh and and give them the tools and you know what if eventually people outgrow me or move on to q or move on to joel or or whatever it might be so i definitely resonate with a lot of your theories and philosophies and mel you're sitting back there and i know you're taking all this in and I, like uh, every time we have a great guest like this you're like just absorb 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 like what are you thinking I'm thinking yeah i've just become the student you know i'm always there learning Every day, every day I'm open to learning something new from whoever is uh, placed in front of me. And yeah, I'm super excited to, for all that's going to come out of the relationship that we all build together, because I think that the new way is so much more about collaboration rather than like there is just competition just doesn't exist in my vocabulary. So I'm super grateful to be a part of all of this. And there's so much 
uh, that I hear Kirik say, and I, I just, yes, yes. You know, my soul says, yes, I believe that I feel that. And for years personally, I've been, no, you know, there's, there's another way, there's another way to do all of this. And these people have been starting to come into my life personally to show me that in different ways, because I too want to be successful, really successful. And, but I still want to be there for my kids because I grew up with parents that were like quite successful. I want to be way more successful, but quite successful, but they weren't there for us as kids, you know, and I really truly believe in my heart that I can have it all. I can have it all. So it's, yeah, I'm so excited to whatever we learn from, from all of this and where this takes us all personally and professionally and our whole community. You know, we've got a couple of coaches that are on tonight. I just, you guys that are here live, I could just want you to really understand how special this is, how special this is to be um, in, su in, in such a close knit community where we're all just looking to help each other grow and bring more people in to do that and just yeah change the world we're such a suppressed humans so so suppressed so so suppressed yeah absolutely and um uh and and you know Kirk, we're gonna have you hopefully on here as much as you want to be on here or as little as you want to be on here and i know you, you you you're very you're always present especially and you are interested in what we're up to so I think um, uh, we're sort of nudging that hour mark and um, let's, let's really talk about the date. So Saturday the 14th um, of November, it's in the amazing, it's on the amazing Sunshine Coast, um, Noosa area. We're just confirming everything in the next 24 hours. The link will be released um, first thing in the well, midday tomorrow, we'll say thereabouts. And we've already had an incredible amount of interest and we haven't even tapped into uh, Keurig's incredible network. I know that you've, you've already started to hype it up from not hype it up, but started to share that this is what we're up to. Mm. So we will fill a hundred with that. I'm not advertising this bad boy. Organically, we will attract. Mm. Uh, I've got 20 people on my list already. That's yeah, just yeah. in my, my small yeah. little Facebook and, yeah. profile. And I think it's beautiful too. And I want to talk to the coaches that want to be coaches as well. Like, uh, if you want to be move into our level five elite program, which is something that we're going to get a lot of influence from courier can be a part of. And some of this stuff, like you're going to need, if you want to be the uh, coach that not only uh, that will show up in a, in a way, like unlike coaches, this would be a great start for you to come and experience one, what we're building in the background and how we're trying to bring a new level of integrity and results to the coaching industry and really take it on head first. And two, get to meet firsthand around someone that I'm uh, we're going to be utilizing his wisdom, his knowledge, and he's going to be a part of building out, out helping strategize our team uh, and things like that. So it's an incredible opportunity to come and like, see it for yourself, get the customer experience. Like yes. it really for a thousand bucks for something that could change. Like you said, you invested 800, $8 million. Now you don't have to invest way more than that, but yeah. Uh, way yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep. And we, like I've invested six figures in three years and you know, the heights I want to go to this, it's a no brainer. So like to come in at a thousand dollars, because what I find is a lot of people with their, their, their reasons why they can't, they don't get 
that they've got more money, they've put their mortgage off, they've put their car payment off, they've put their credit card payment off, they're getting more money in, they're squeezing it, they're holding on to it, they're defending it. And I'm like, whatever you defend, like you're not going to get more if you're going to hold on to the little bit that you have. And I think Grant Cardone says, if, you're going to, if you want to like keep investing in yourself till you have it, like which I think is great advice. So mm. yeah, so uh, super excited about that. Uh, it's a full day program. Um, uh, we're going to have all the information out. And uh, if you want to go and check out Kurik's Facebook, it's kurikashley.com, Kurik at kurikashley.com. If you want to reach out and even get his book or say hello or, or, or whatever, whatever it is, or find out you've got a couple of great groups that you run for mm. as well and you coach. So, well, Trent, let me, um, I'm going to sweeten the deal for any coaches that are in your organization who come to the program. I'll, I'll add in a bonus breakout session with me, an hour and a half, where you can ask anything you want about your coaching business and strategies. I mean, hey, I'm the guy who knows how to do it. And that will be a bonus for all the coaches that come to the program. So now, by the way, that would be like $5,000 in value. The program is only $1,000. So you already got profit. You take what you're going to, hey, you come to the table with what you want to ask me and what you want to work on. I'll give you specific strategies. I won't pull any punches. I'll give you the exact formula for every, whatever you're asking. Mm, if that doesn't sweeten the deal, then guess what? Go watch Oprah or Dr. <laughs> Phil and have a good time and learn about people's drama. Oh, I had someone send me a, a YouTube clip. I uh, know a clip about Paris Hilton's Netflix thing or something and thought that I would really enjoy it. I said, bless you for thinking of me, but I actually have way better things to do with my time than buy into the drama of um, Paris Hilton and whatever else she's trying to, um, yeah, <laughs> like, thank you so much. But Well, I would highly recommend that don't ever knock anybody's successes. Even Absolutely. Even the Kardashians or whatever. Yeah. What does it tell you about your own success? You know, what yep. to think about you is always celebrate it. Look, Paris, yep. God bless her, man. That girl, she invented how do you get famous when you haven't done anything mm. and she hired her own camera crew to follow her around and PR people to get it out there and stuff. And she was friends with a girl named Kim Kardashian who taught Kim how to do it. God bless her, man. If you can make that much money doing nothing, I, I in its own weird way, support it. I don't really yeah. appreciate what the, um, you know, the examples are leaving for young women about themselves. But, you know, if you look behind the scenes, what it costs them to have a camera follow you around 24 hours a day, the sacrifice is way too great. Mm. And it's way too painful. Mm. But hey, God bless them and their successes. Um, there's way other ways to make it. God bless them. And um, I don't know if I want that much drama in my life. My, my, I have a big screen TV. It's not big enough to get Kim's butt fully on my, you know, I can get like <laughs> one butt cheek on, but the other one, there's no room for it. So God bless her, you know? <laughs> Yep, and uh, and you know what? It, it's not all serious. Like you said, it's not all. It's not all serious. There is fun. You you do have a lot of good uh, uh, jokes, and and we have a lot of fun with this, and you will entertain. So, um, uh, and what a sweetener! What a sweetener! Mm. Right, no, and yep. uh, so so for any coaches coming in, and we'll definitely be drumming that up. And um, so yeah, so Kirk, thank you very much. My pleasure. I'm excited, man. We're gonna rock and roll, and it's gonna be a life changing day. And, you know, I, I will tell you is that, you know, if you bump into people who came to the program and you hesitate and go to it, you'll definitely have regret. 
And I will sure. tell you, this, in this lifetime, the one thing you don't want to walk away with in life is regret. Because you can't ever get that time back. You know, my dad, he, he died with a lot of regret for the life he didn't get to live. And he was a great man. He was an honest man. He had integrity. And he was a wonderful father. And it was hard for me to watch him, especially in his older days, you know, when, um, you know, uh, my dad paid off his mortgage. Thought, hey, it's going to be easy because I don't owe a mortgage. But guess what? They still could raise the taxes and the rates and the utilities and all the rest of those things, insurance. They were going to take my dad's house from him. And so I had to start sending them money. And then my dad would, you know, he lost a furnace. You know, in Chicago, you don't have a furnace, you die. You know, and guess what? There's all the savings that he had. And he realized that being a nice guy and working hard didn't pay off. And he said to me, he goes, Kirk, how is it that you make so much money for talking? And I said, they don't pay me for talking. It's, they pay me for what I have to say, you know, and what I have to do. And he goes, but man, you make it look so easy and fun. I said, that's because I want to enjoy my life, dad. See, because I want this and that. And he said, I should learn from you. So come to the program, invest in yourself. I'm not here to sell you. You know, you have to make that decision for yourself. It's just like the firewalk, make that decision. But if there's something inside you going, man, there's something more inside of me. I still got, as Stallone says in, in Rocky Babo, you know, I still got stuff in the basement. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't peaked yet. <laughs> you know, is if you feel like there's more for you, invest in yourself. Learn the strategy, but also create the leverage in you to put it into action. It will blow you out of the water. And then look, you have to follow up with me, hour and a half. And by the way, I don't wear a watch. So if it goes two hours, it goes two hours. But let's rock and roll and get your coaching business a huge success. Because by the way, right now, the world needs you. And any day that you're not out there doing what you're supposed to do, there's people falling through the cracks that you were supposed to help. Yep. And that's called karmic debt. You got to pay for uh, that. You're supposed to help them and you weren't there helping them. One thing we've been talking about a lot before we end this uh, amazing chat is um, that with the shift in where everything's going, it's not about what you have. It's about how you spend your time. And, 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 and like you said, like the couple of things you own is experiences and love, like everything else ends in the ground. So um, that's the message. We're indirect. Like if you are full of fear right now, then you need this right now. You said that to me on your back porch or having an amazing almond milk cappuccino. Um, you're saying, you need this right now. Like, why are you hesitating? I'm saying, I'll wait till November. It's perfect timing. <laughs> no, 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 no. You need this now. I said, okay. <laughs> but look at you already, Trent. You look younger. I, and you I, got energy like I've never seen you before, man. And you got fire back in your belly, man. You even said... Man, I even got less lines in my forehead. That's what Jess said. I look younger. But also, um, well, we went from one of our lesser months in October to we made more in one week as a company than what we did in October. And I'm like, okay. And you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> no, just, and we're looking to invest in our mission. It's not money's. It's not about that. It's about what we're trying to solve and help. So anyway, that's it for tonight, team. Uh, Mel. It was cool. A lot of fun. Keurig. Thank you very Thank much. You. And Thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to presenting this to the world. Thank you for coming on again. See you guys. Oh, stop. <laughs>